heretics and welcome to another uh another friday night of jolly merriment how are we both yeah it's good it's no longer january so things are looking up yeah not too bad i mean we're just reeling reeling from the news the cold weather is uh, as in apollo creed is, is passed away it savage if you're in our age group that guy was a staple yeah, I mean, literally, of, uh, the news has just broken. 1980s we and early 90s stuff. action film. Yeah, literally, as we were about to start recording, that broke. So, um, yeah, I suppose this episode is in honour of Carl Weathers. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not making light of it. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, how, how many, how many times have you have you gone into a room and, and seen a good friend and not who you haven't seen in a long time and just been like, Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, it's just sad, really. <laughs> Yeah, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. It's um, I think it's you'll you'll be you'll probably find that Predator and the Rocky films will pop up on TV over the weekend now. So, you know, which um, which is a good thing. I'll take some of that. I'll take I'll have some of that. I'll go out and have a few drinks on Saturday and come home and know that Rocky Four will be on. So, I'll have that. Um, anyway, normal business. It's uh, end of the month or beginning of the new month. It's already fucking January's already gone. So anybody doing dry January can have a drink now. Um, I did about six days, I think pathetic effort um padre's six or seven months in so so uh it's um yeah the 11th of um, february will be uh six months there you go six months time. dry um it's weird six months without smoking as well so drier than a nun's chuff but um anyway that's that's not worth it so look every month we'll 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 go back and we'll review or we'll have a look back on some of the you know the releases from the month and like last year was just a relentless fucking barrage of releases. And thankfully January's been solid, but relatively mid-paced, hasn't it? We haven't been hit too hard this month. There's been some good stuff, but not so I'm many. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that, the, the, the level of entitlement. Oh, last year. Too many. So many albums. Too oh, many. There were too many albums. Oh, oh, my life is so bad. Oh, my wallet is too small for my 50s and my diamond shoes are too tight. tight. I was waiting for that one. What the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> too many metal albums released. Can't handle yeah, it. Yeah. But, you know, it was hard to keep up with. So, you know, but we, we'll, we'll try and do something a bit different this year rather than try and cram in 20 albums into one episode. So we'll, we'll kind of pick our own favourites and, and whatnot. But um, You want the moon on a stick. I do you? want the moon on a stick. A big fucking golden stick with balls on the end. But... Look, before we do that, let's talk about a couple of other things that have come out this month. Um, so we start with the download announcement this week because that create that created a little bit of what should we say, friction, maybe, or grumpy old men doing grumpy old things on social media, usual kind of shit. Um look, let's 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 deal with the elephant in the room first. Busted are on the download lineup. Busted are playing Donington Park, and I know. It's hardly Monsters of Rock anymore, but it is still Donington Park. And this is busted playing this festival. So I think if anybody's going to have an opinion on this, it'll be Padre. So huh. I, I don't even know where to start. I'm a, I'm, I, I like to think that for a mid-40s, I'm relatively open-minded to a certain extent. But this is just pushing it just a little bit too far. Well, I quite frankly, I was appalled. I mean, to... In a country which is ostensibly still a maiden worshipping country, to have the hallowed sacred ground of Donington defiled by this band, 
it's 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 a it's a sacrilege too far. And they I have mean, a stage headlining slot as well. Like, they add that in as well. That, that's see, that's the thing. Put the fuckers on the third stage and be done with it, you know. But the main stage headline, like who's asking? No, they're not, no, 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 they're, no, they're, no, they're not no. main stage. They they are third stage headliners. So the Kerrang stage in inverted commas, um, they're headlining okay. on Friday night. They're slightly more palatable. <laughs> still, it's really not. It's really not because they shouldn't even be there in the first place. But again, it's just like. Like what barrel are they scraping? Because like just the rest of the bands. I mean, okay, Offspring are on there. That's uh, was it the second day? Yeah, Offspring are on there. You know, obviously Pantera, Machine Head. Yeah, we're all. I'm just. I can't. Playing. I can't be doing. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, that's wrong. I can't be doing Pantera these days. It's just I love that band, and I can't. And it's Anselmo. Just I. I. You know, if you know, if it was. If it was Vinnie Paul, Dimebag, and Rex, and they got a new singer in, I'd I'd be more inclined to go and see them than if it was Phil Anselmo and some other group of hired hands. I'm just like the the, the guy's quite repulsive, um, and I've just got no time for him anymore. And I think as well, um, like is does he is he still on the on the booze? Because like you're gonna get a sloppy performance if he is. Is he dry I, I, I these think, days? I think he's dry. As far as I'm aware, or he certainly was last time I saw anything of him. I think, I think whatever, he so. has to be dry because yeah. we know what he's like when he's drunk, especially last time. And he's banned from Germany because of that. So yeah. I think yeah, had to accept he needs to stop it. He's got to rein himself in a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. I, look, I'm 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 with you, Padre. When the reunion first was announced, it was kind of like it was a bit uneasy with it, and as time's gone on. I'm now I'm just kind of not fussed, if you know what I mean. Just like, eh, it's just another one of those reunions. And I was never the biggest Pantera fan. Don't get me wrong, I, I like Pantera and there's some classic stuff, but I was never one of those Pantera nuts. So, no, I'm no, I was neither was I. Not that fussed. Um, it's a reunion, but it's a reunion or a re- reformation under a very black cloud. Yeah. Because the events surrounding Dimebag and the band split up and all the acrimony that came with it, it just, it, it just, a lot of people just, it, it gets in the way of enjoying it for me. And I don't really, the music's not enough to get past it. Um, and I think as well, it's this isn't like a Pink Floyd reunion where someone's managed to get them to like not want to slag each other off for a couple of hours just so they can get on stage. It's like someone got shot dead. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and then all the stuff around it, and and it was such, and it was like Dimebag wasn't even in that; he was in his prime. Like, I mean, a, a Pantera reunion now with the original lineup would be would be really cool, and I would definitely go and see it. But I just can't do it. Any, it's you know, it's not right. No, it ain't. It ain't. But look, that's that's only a small part of the lineup because. Look, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Up, and, up and down it, there's there's some half decent stuff, and certainly lower down on the bill. You know, if you look right down to the dog tooth stage, whatever the fuck that's supposed to be, there's some decent stuff on that, and you've got some bands that deserve the exposure and are going to get decent exposure from it. So that I'm all for. I may I may I be permitted to say to to bring some voice of reason in on the busted conversation? Oh fuck you know. No, no, there's no reason. <laughs> No, no, no. Go on. Go on. We'll we'll, dis- we'll decide how reasonable it is when you finish. It's, no, I mean it's 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 easy for like us of our generation to to be sceptical and be disgusted, etc. And pers- obviously, yeah. I mean, I'm a bit funny about it, but 
there is the factor that whether we like it or not, they were a bit of a gateway band for a particular generation. Um, well, not this shit again. Not this, not this gateway bollocks. No. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Let me speak. Let me fucking speak. There's going to be there. I know. I know now. There are a lot of people who are going to want to see busted and enjoy themselves. Yeah, absolutely. On, you know, at, at that festival, you know, they're into the heavier stuff now. Busted are a boy band. We, you know, there wasn't anything like that for us at the time because rock metal was a big thing. There didn't need to be anything like that. The boy band thing was not really common when we were in our early teens. You know, your new kids in your take bats were, were, you know, aberrations in, in the charts. It's only after bloody boy zone that they just started spewing out left, right and centre. Um, so, yeah, you know, gateway bands were just, you know, rock bands. But... You know, busted, busted had that difference. They were a boy band who played guitars. It, you know, that was their that was their thing. Of course, then came McFly, um, and you know, for for young girls who liked that kind of pop music, but you know, wanted something different, they probably yeah, they were a big big gateway band, and you know, a lot of those people went on to be really into heavy music and still are today, and. I, I mean, I think if they were playing the main stage, it would it could get a bit dodgy. There there would be a few bottles of piss flinging about, I think. But on the third stage, I think you're only going to go. You're going to see their people there, but want to see them. Um, and maybe, yeah. Do they need to be playing monsters? Well, I say monsters of rock. Do they need to be playing Donington? Can't they go and do something else? I'm torn. Um, they're, they're gonna they're gonna have people go and see them. It's going to justify their appearance, and that—that's the facts at the end of the day. You'll have the um, the ironic crowd as well that will go, yeah, because of, because of that. And there is an element, like you say, there will be an element of—and I can't believe me even saying this—but there will be an element of nostalgia to it as well. There will be a, a, an age bracket that will, yeah, like when, you said, have, have, when have did, been yeah. around at the time. You know, I, I, like, when some of my friends like them. You know, my younger friends who are into rock and the punkier stuff, they like they like busted. So, right, okay, okay. Firstly, you've got no business being friends with anyone that likes busted. Fuck <laughs> off. Right. Secondly, saying that busted are a gateway band in order in to to heavier things is like saying PG tips is a gateway drug to heroin. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it no, it just doesn't fly. Right. That. Uh, and I've 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 had enough of this gateway business. It's like with with, with Trigenza a few months. Well, back in the first year of the pod, oh, Limp Biscuit were a gateway band. No, there's no direct line from Limp Biscuit to Emperor. There's no direct band from line from Busted to God knows what. You know, no, it's just like they they they're a commercial entity. That you know, that's all they were. They was like they were a cash in, and I don't think it's a generational thing either. When did they put their first album out? Was it two thousand and four? We're talking about uh, 20 years. It's got it to be. Early, I'm sure it's earlier than that. Yeah, it's at least 20 years. At least. 0102. Yeah. 02, maybe 03. So why is it? Why can't we? Why? Why can we not comment on them? We we were we were in our early 20s then. We're not. Out, we weren't out of touch when they came out. Yeah. If, but, if we were 50, 55, 60, then yeah. But so I, I don't think I don't think that invalidates our opinion. Bands, know, some bands are just shit. They're one of them. There is an element of validation to them being on the lineup. And I can see from, mm -hmm. from the organisers' point of view why they've done it. 
because if there's one thing it has done, it's generated talk. Mm. And it, you know what I mean? It's it's generated an opinion as we're doing right now, and we're probably just feeding into that. Um, I mean, it doesn't seem. Look, the, some of the arguments we've had on social media this week. Been a lot of the whole thing about metal festival and that download has never been a metal festival. It is a rock festival. It came along in 2003 when Reading was starting to go down the pan and we needed somewhere else to go. And it has evolved into that. I mean, like you say, Fallout Boy are one of the headlines. Yeah, I, I've I've got a bigger problem with Fallout Boy headlining the Saturday and Offspring being before them. I, I've got a massive problem with Fallout Boy yeah, headlining I, the whole festival. It's disgraceful. I don't know who Fallout Boy are. I don't know who they are. I've never seen them. I've never heard of them. I know nothing about them, and I like to keep it that way. Well, that doesn't say a lot, to be fair. But, but it's um, yeah. I mean, look, some of the other bands that See, were announced this week: Blackstone Cherry, and Shikari, um, stuff like Electric Callboy, Tom Morello, Solo. Yeah, that. Yeah, that, they, they, that's going to be a big one. I mean, they're on the second stage, aren't they? Electric, Electric Callboy? Callboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's going to be a big one. Yeah, so your top three on that day, Machine Head Headline and Corey Taylor and Electric Callboy, that'll be quite a big pull. Um, well, is Corey Taylor still going to do it? Because I think he's pulled out of a lot of the... Uh, I think he, he's pulled out of the US stuff, and he, but as far as I'm aware, he's he, he's still on this lineup. Right, OK. Um, and look, you know, down the lineup, there is some good stuff. Mr. Bungler on there, right? Um, Biohazard, <clears throat> Fear Factory, for those who are into that kind of thing. You've got Dying Fears. You've got... Biscuit on Limbiscuit are on there. There, there is some good stuff down the lineup, but I don't know. As we said, when the lineup with the headliners were first announced back last year, it's a weak festival this year. It's a really weak festival, and I don't, I, I don't expect ticket sales to be particularly good. Last year it sold out, but it was a strong lineup last year, and this just isn't. You know, you got to bear in mind this is a ninety thousand plus capacity festival. And with those three headliners, it's a bit embarrassing. Is um is download still being promoted by Clear Channel? No, it's Live Nation, but that Clear Channel became Live Nation, didn't they? There was mergers and all sorts, but now it's all under the brand of Liquid Death, isn't it? So fucking water mm. in a can. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon? Do you reckon somewhere there's like some kind of like a it's a high level conspiracy where these promotion companies are secretly trying to clone Iron Maiden and Metallica. And priest and Sabbath, so they can they can always bring them out every year just to ensure ticket sales. But you see, this is that you say that. I mean, look again. We talked about this several times, but a while back when we did the whole episode, who's going to come along next and and fill these slots? And if this is what we've got on offer, it's not. It's just it's it's not a sustainable future for heavy for heavy music in any way, shape, or form. You know, the three bands well, that headline that festival are not big enough to headline that festival. Yeah, so, Europe. Yeah, Europe does well. Hellfest gets the, the bands, doesn't it? It's, oh yeah, look every so, every fucking year without fail. You know, and and they but they managed to to but that is a metal festival. That's different, and but they managed to cross every genre of metal. Whereas Download is very much a rock festival. It's got more in common with Rockham Ring and festivals like that than it does Hellfest, doesn't it? You know, so look, it'll be an interesting one see how how popular is this year you kind of expect them to have already nailed down headliners for 2025 and i'd imagine it's going to be something quite big i wouldn't be surprised if it's guns and roses in 2025 you know it's that kind of maybe even acdc they're going to go big and they're going to go hard aren't they watch acdc yeah Yeah. did you say ac yeah who's singing 
Brian Johnson. Johnson. He's, oh, he's, 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 his hearing got better. Yeah, they're they're back on it. I they're back he, on it. I think they're. Um... I thought I thought he was going deaf. I thought he was told he can't play yeah, live. He, anymore. he had um he had he did have issues, but it's um it sorted itself out, and they're they're coming back. So, but do you remember the last time they played Download? They weren't part of the Download lineup, were they? They had their own, you know, on like the Download T-shirts and everything. ACDC weren't on it. The day they played was their right? own. Day. When was that? Fuck me. Um. It's a fair few years ago now. I'd like to say 2008, 2009. Hold on, 2010. That was. It was essentially their own day. They were, you know, that, but that was ACDC Rage Against the Machine and Aerosmith that year. Therein lies the difference. But look, we'll see. None of us are going anyway, so it's really not that important. But it's it's an interesting conversation point because things are things are changing whether we like it or not. But aside from that, Damnation also announced their first bands this year. Festival that none of us have ever been to. For anyone who's not aware of it, it's it's in Manchester. It started in Leeds, didn't it? When it first came along years ago, they moved it to a bigger venue in Manchester. It's always been something a bit different. Damnation. I've always been intrigued about it and always thought about going. But I think this year, um, they haven't announced any headliners yet. But so far, got Bleeding Through, which is a massive tick for me. Nails, Russian Circles, Gate Creeper, who once I got my head around them, I thought were really good at Bloodstock last year. Um, Ruins of Beverar, Celeste, Ahab, Duel. It, it's, it's always very different, the Damnation lineup. Um, and I got to admit, I'm keen this year. It's a one day thing, which is nice and compact. It's all indoors. So, look, Bleeding Through. How fucking good were Bleeding Through back in the day? Well, yeah. Um, you, you went. You went to that the final the final show. Quote box um, final. Yeah, at the underworld. The underworld. Yeah. Which was. Oh, yeah. When? Uh, Twenty fourteen. Oh fuck me! Ten years, Jesus, ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was. It was early April, and it had actually snowed that oh. those couple of days. Yeah, because because no, because I've, I've got a mutual acquaintance with a um, singer Brandon uh, in California. I haven't spoken to him for a while actually, but um, just sort of said hello to him and got talking about him, and and it was like, what the fuck's going on? I know it's Britain, but it's April. Yeah. <laughs> so well, um, yeah. No, um, yeah, I love that band. So looking forward to the new stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I won't, I won't be going to Damnation for for reasons I can't justify it this year. But yeah, it, it's one of those where if it was a bit easier and a bit less costly, I'd, I'd, I'd be very tempted because you know there's enough stuff there to pull me in. Yeah, and I, I do like what they do. They try and offer something a little bit different. Like it'll be bands playing celebratory sets of certain albums. Like Unearth did the Oncoming Storm last year. Yeah, in full, which you know, which would have been quite cool, but it's um, yeah, this is why this is why I think we almost don't need to moan about things like download because we've got Bloodstock, we've got things like Damnation, and all the other little festivals that that pop up. Like Steelhouse Festival has got the Almighty headlining this year, which is, I think that was a, that was a, a a great one from them. Yeah, I mean, but, but I think we said we said for a while, you know, that's that's there. Get them on a. A biker biker festival yeah, day, yeah, or whatever. exactly the old bulldog bash days. Yeah, thing, it? and um, we almost don't. Those of us of our age and and what we're into, we almost don't fucking need downloads. I don't know even know why we're complaining about it, but um, yeah, I do fancy damnation. I wait and see what the headliners are. Um, prediction wise, I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them still into escape plan. Oof. Okay, they just seem like what th those type of bands I think are going to be. Uh, both, you know, both got reunions this year. So 
watch this space, I think. Um, where's he gone? <laughs> His connection's not been great tonight, has it? So... No, it hasn't. We've um, we've lost the holy man, unfortunately. I don't know where he is, but hopefully he'll um, he'll reappear in a minute. Um, should we talk about the new Bruce Dickinson single while we're here? Because we I can really, do. I really like that. I think it's it's better than uh, the fucking Ragnarok. What was it called? Afterglow of Ragnarok. I think it was yeah, a much solid. better song. Solid. I mean, it's not soaked in yet. I probably need to come back to it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's big and. Big chorus. Have you watched the video? Not just yet, no. <laughs> it, oh fuck me! You got you you got to love Bruce Dixon. I mean, the video to Afterglow Ragnarok was just overblown nonsense, but this one's quite funny. To be fair, it's it's um I don't even know how to explain it, but it's all very it's all in black and white. It's all very like like a nineteen forties pseudo horror film of some kind. But it's okay. It's, oh, it, is, right. it is it is all good fun as you'd kind of expect. But yeah, I I like it. I really like it. I'm looking forward to the album even more now. And he's doing fucking signings, which yeah, yeah, I can ticket for. Um, it brought the HMV website down. <laughs> went on there to try and book it, and the whole thing just went tits up. Bean was trying to book as well, and it just went oh for fuck's sake and gave up. And it was about an hour before it came back to life. But um, but yeah, that's that's going to be an odd one. Mid forties meeting Bruce Dickinson. That's going to be a strange one. That. That require a couple of beers beforehand, I think. Otherwise, just be talking because it's like, oh, you know, how much, how much do you talk about Iron Maiden? That because it's obviously his him doing his thing, and it's like, well, you are still Bruce Dickinson, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And I, I, it'll it, probably come out as. You know what? The thing is, when I when I go to um, when I go to comic cons and marks and whatnot, and I go to a signing and you know meet my favorite artists and all that, I'm terrible with what to say i don't know what you know because because they all get the same sort of thing you know yeah, tell, yeah. you know how did you get inspired for that thing you know tell us about your approach really loved your work on that are oh, you going to work you you know i'm i just you should go just love your work man thanks for making comics because i just don't know what else to say and i think that's um, all you need to say that's it, it? but but with, with bruce i've got that added dimension that you don't well i can say i want I want to talk to you about this comic a bit more what, what you know getting you know actually rather than talk about the music and, and i made it you know actually be a be a nerd and you know he might think oh great yeah someone gets it kind of thing you know what knowing bruce dickinson he probably would i think he would probably take to that yeah, yeah. Uh... sadly i'm not going so <laughs> no i i doubt there's going to be much time for conversation it's probably going to be an awful yeah. people and, and whatnot but just look, just being able to meet the man thank you for the music is corny as that is get the album yeah. signed and that's I mean, it that'd be great you know it was, look you will be it will be like when i met stan lee and i yeah, was yeah. speechless basically i took my photo he, i mean he, he had laryngitis on the day bless him um but i just you know once he signed my thing i looked at him and shook his hand and said stan thank you and then I, and then I went behind and then i went behind his quiet in front of the booth babes <laughs> oh, i just met stan lee <laughs> so yeah that'll be you yeah, it, it pretty much will be. But no, I'm I'm fine with that. I'll have a couple of beers beforehand to uh, to ease the nerves. But yeah, like a fucking like I said, like a giggling schoolgirl. But still, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, right. So while we're waiting for him to come back, should we um should we have a dig into some of January's releases? Yeah, let's let's uh let's dig dig into January like the uh the snow bounds. Um. So we throw the biggest one into the mix first because this is one for you, the, the new Green Day album, which I've only actually listened to once. 
So one of the, yeah, one I mean, of the biggest bands on the to, planet. So let's... Although, yeah, I mean, maybe it's worth saying this now while um, the Holy Lordship is not here. Cause, uh... Oh, look, there he is. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I, I wanted to talk about Green Day, which, you know, I know might sort of raise a few eyebrows on this pod, but um, fuck yeah. you, basically. <laughs> no, absolutely um, not. I, yeah, I mean, I... I've not been into Green Day for 25 years. I mean, you had the three albums of the 90s, Dookie, yeah. Insomniac and Nimrod. I saw them at Brixton, start of 98, some mates. And after that, getting into other things, new metal, metal, whatever, and then etc. Lost interest. Didn't really pay much attention to American Idiot, despite the fact I worked in WH Smith's and had the entertainment section at my disposal. Didn't really... Yeah, just didn't bother. I think I was just into other things at the time and they didn't take my fancy. Um, but I think as I've got older and I've you know, got back into metal real big time and tried to spread my you know, spread my musical wares in rock and um you know, re again, revisited a lot of the stuff I I enjoyed and you know, this album sort of come out and it was getting a bit of good press and they're in the news for, for other things and bits and pieces and I just I just got thinking about them as a band um, and how they're essentially unchanged. So let me talk about this album for a bit first. This is a really good album. It's it's a Green Day album, straight up. There's no surprises here. There's no there's nothing special or anything interesting in that regard. It's a Green Day album, but it's a very good Green Day album. It's you know I, I expect people will be saying it's the best since American Idiot, possibly their best since. Dookie or Insomniac. I don't know, because um, I'm not too familiar with a lot of the stuff that's come since. Um, but it is them doing what they do. So you've got you've got that bounce, you've got that catchy chorus things, you've got you've got that swagger. You know, it's 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 Green Day, but they still sound fresh. You know, you've got stuff like uh, Look Bar No Brains, which is you know just classic singles. Green Green Day single sort of um, territory, um, and then you got the you know the big old swingy sort of shouty choruses like One Eyed Bastard. Um, and then you got stuff like Dilemma, which is a little bit you know not acoustic but a little bit more restrained, a bit more lovelorn. And you got this massive sort of old sixties pop harmony, sort of you know you know not too far away from Motown or somewhere like that or those kind of girl groups. Um, same on Bobby Socks. Again, that sort of retro pop stuff coming along. And then you've got a track called Corvette Summer, which honestly, it sounds like John Cougar Mellencamp. Fuck you know. And it's got, again, it's, they're a rock band. They, they, they are, they're not punk rock. No, that's, we'll come on to that shortly, but you know, they are, you know, uh, just a classic rock anthemic rock band at this point in time yeah. you know they can do the you know the softer stuff the melodic stuff and they can do do the big anthems and they can do the bouncy punk rock stuff or whatever and it's and it's a damn good album for what it is and you know i've i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'll probably it will probably be my top 40 at the end of the year um so yeah if if you have an eye in that regard i would say give it a go what i wanted to sort of talk about green day though is something that's been a bit of a bugbear of mine about punk rock and pop punk because um, it got me thinking you know it, it, always always listen to what you want to listen to what you enjoy 
um, regardless of what other people might think. And it's always bugged me how Green Day have been lauded with this sort of, um, landed rather, with, with this sort of sellout uh, label for a very long time. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah. it's, it's always pissed me off in some ways because for me, I say for me, I think the reality is, is that punk rock started out as a as an alternative to the elaborate rock stuff that was going on in the 70s, wasn't it? You know, your Pink Floyds and your Prog. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it was a reaction. It was an upstart, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, you, you got all the social stuff, which I don't want to get too deep into because we haven't got time. Yeah. Um, but from a musical point of view, it was an alternative. But what it was, it was an aggressive appropriation of old school pop music, early 60s surf pop, you know, 50s rock and roll, yep. you know, some 60s, you know, you know, even the Motown stuff. It, it, it was, you know, you listen to, to stuff like the Ramones and the Buzzcocks and the Damned, you got all of those kind of old school bands. It, it, it wasn't just the, the shouty, we hate everything. It was pop music yeah. and it was more pop than what a lot of teenagers were listening to at the time. Um, yeah, it sort of come on from the glam rock stuff there. Where, you know, there was where there was still elements of that, but it started out as punk music. You know, I mean, we can talk about your proto stuff like the you know the Stooges and the MC Five, and you know that's a bit different. But you know, the first proper punk rock band of that era was the Ramones, wasn't it? You know, before the British stuff hit. Yeah, who and, I maintain are one of the best pop bands that's ever been. Exactly, exactly. Right? They, they, they. You know, punk rock, yes, pop group. Also, yes, absolutely. They, they combine both, and that was it from the start. You know, you, you think of all the 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 you know the great British bands of the seventies. They brought that into it. Yeah, I think people talk about punk rock as if it's it is by default this harsh sounding, obscure, you know, inaccessible thing. And you know, bands like Crass or Discharge or Throbbing Gristle, for Christ's sake. They came later on, and they they were the outsiders of punk rock in itself. They they were not the originators. They were not the you know the people that created punk. You know the, the punk rock started with these essentially these pop bands. Yeah. So it's kind of in all honesty, it's always pissed me off how any kind of punk rock band, certainly from you know the latest stuff, the American stuff, um, has been regard has been sort of written off as pop crap because. Well, firstly, they are pop groups, and that's fine. And secondly, that's part of what punk rock is. Without pop, you wouldn't have punk rock, for Christ's sake. Um, and when people talk about like pop punk in a derisory manner, it just feels like you, you don't even understand punk rock's history. If you don't like it, that's fine. That's, you know, each to their own. But Green Day are no less punk rock than Crass, as far as I'm concerned. And it's kind of just always... You know, piss me off that I think you know people it's just have... a different delivery of a similar it, exactly similar yeah. message. Look, you know, and I, the thing about Green Day is early on when when Dookie hit, um, they got they got barred from uh, the Gilman Street venue in San Francisco that yeah. they yeah. they played out to begin with because well, not because of music or it's because they sold to a major sold, label. Yeah, they sold out. Yeah, that's it. They sold out. But it's like, well, hang on a minute. The classic punk rock bands went straight onto a major label, didn't they? Yeah. A few of them were on Indies, but Ramones were on a major label. Fucking hell, Sex Pistols, they, they signed to about three major labels before it all went well. But, I mean, Crystal Martin, they are a manufactured band, but that's a different conversation entirely. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> dare you say that. No, it's, it, fucking, it's fucking true. It's true. It's oh, true. I know it. They were they were fucking adverts for a shop on the King's Road, for Christ's sake. So let, you know, let's not forget that. Whatever that, that, that they sung about. But yeah, Green Day. Oh, your sellouts because you sold to a major label. It's like they they never they haven't changed in thirty three years. They are pretty much the same musically that they've always been. Yeah, yeah. Because they wanted to, you know, actually get their music out properly and just not just not, you know, play to fucking, you know, two blokes and a monkey for a baked beans every night. They're, they're, they're called sellouts. And, you know, lots of people across the world love their music. I mean, they're playing stadiums for fuck's sake. And yes, the prices are ridiculous, but they're a popular band. They're a pop group. And that's absolutely fine. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, the whole, look, I'm, I'm not a pop punk connoisseur by any means. Most of it I have no interest in, but it's just always, it's always really grated me that, it's it's dismissed by people who think they're more fucking punk rock than thou. Um, and yeah, just wanted to get it off my chest, basically, because it's a good album and it deserves respect. That was um, very impassioned. But I, I, you know, I, I completely agree with you. All you could say about Green Day is they do the same thing. They've just matured. They're not singing about wanking anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the thing is. I listen to a lot of stuff in the well, I've listened to some stuff in the in the top ten, just you know, out of curiosity, I dip in. And Green Day sound fresh compared yeah. to some of the stuff because so much of it is all mished and mashed and crossed over so much, you know, the, the pop and the hip hop and the R and B and the electro and the whimsical indie guitar bollocks, basically. And here come Green Day, you know, in their fifties with lots of bounce, lots of oi, and hey, it's 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 great. Yeah, I'm all for that. So yeah, so um, yeah, fair play to it. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Well, that's 20 minutes of an episode gone. Just talking about Green Day. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, right. So a couple of others this month. Um, no, I, I haven't got anything that's that's kind of really blown me away this month, but just a few that that I think may stick. What look, one in particular that I think is going to stick, and I wouldn't be surprised if I'm still talking about this at the end of the year. Um, with Sirens by Moon Wizard. I saw it on K-Man's list last Friday, I think it was. Like the artwork. It's probably going to be up my streaks. It's kind of doomy, stonery type thing. First listen, yeah, it, it was all right. But I persevered with it, listened to it two or three more times. And I've I've come to completely fall in love with this album. I think it's just fucking great. Um, one of the best analogies I, I read of it was um, Stevie Nicks fronting a stoner band, basically. Okay, well, it's that. got it's got that sort of, um, you know, the, the the big vocals and the big choruses and all that. It's, but like songwriting wise, it's so full of hooks, and it's got great lyrics. It's got great riffs in there for the heavier parts, but it's just really good. I would say it's even more. If there was such a thing as doom hard rock, it's it's that. You know, okay. it's not massively heavy, but. It's too heavy to be that sort of retro seventies type stuff, you know, like like bands like Bloodstar that we loved last year. It's very similar to that, but a but a bit more a bit more fuzzy, I suppose. So look, like I said, great vocals. This is definitely gonna stick this one. You know, you just know when you, you listen to an album a few times and you keep going back over it over and over again that I've put it on the list for the year. I just think it will stick. Unfortunately, it's a digital only release, which sucks. But it's self-released, so that's that's understandable. You know, the cost of vinyl. But 
that anybody's into that kind of thing, I, I strongly recommend listening to it. It's it's really good. And when I put it on on Twitter a few days ago, it's had loads of love from people. People have just gone and listened to it and 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 loved it as well. So yeah, get involved with that. It's a really good one. Um, another quick mention I'll give to Resin Tomb, Cerebral Purgatory, came out on Transcendent Obscurity. Um, probably the heaviest, angriest, and most aggressive album you're gonna hear this year. Mm. Just fucking relentless. I first listened to it at half past five in the morning on the way to work. <laughs> it was just like fucking. It was like being in a 35 minute long car accident, basically. Um, look, it sounds like nails and nasum have fucked and just bred the ugliest fucking baby. It's just a horrendously disgusting noise. But for some reason, I, I got hooks out of it. And there's, there's good breakdowns in it. It's, it's weirdly catchy. But at the same time, I listened to it a couple of days ago and I had a banging headache and I couldn't listen to it. It was too much. So it's going to be what it's one of those that you've got to be in the mood for it. Am I right? Is this is this the album that someone on Twitter compared to Converge? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I, you know, listening to it, I did get that, and I think it's I love Converge. I know you don't, but they they click with me, um, and this did remind me of their heavier moments. You know, with that sort of that real nasty sort of hardcore, but real upping the sludge and ditching the melody and whatnot and yeah it did remind me of that um i mean i, overall, I get that I, I do i do see the, yeah. the similar i hear the similarities definitely but it, from the limited knowledge i've got of converge this is a lot more aggressive oh yeah yeah it absolutely yeah. is yeah i think yeah converge got a lot more dynamics going on i yeah. think i think that's kind of ultimately why it's probably not clicked with me this album but on the other hand i was like thinking yeah i get this i get i, I get why people like this yeah and appreciate it for for what it does it's 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 um it's oppressive yeah it's like having the shit kicked out of you basically <laughs> over and over and over again which if you're into that kind of thing you this this will be right up your street um and australian weirdly that hotbed of extreme music so yeah well it's you know with the heat down there i mean that's fair enough yeah it's got to give eventually isn't it so you know um, look, one I think we'll all, all three of us will have opinion on, so I'm interested to hear what we've got to say about this. We had a promo of this a few weeks before it dropped. I listened to it a couple of times, and and, and straight away, like I sort of sat and took notice of this. Um, Upon Stone, Dead Mother Moon came out on Century Media. I, I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you two think of this album because I, I, I think it's fucking great. I agree. I think I'm not sure why I like it though, because I was thinking about this earlier. I'm not sure if I like it because it reminds me of In Flames. Um, there's something about it. In Flames it, when they yeah. were good, just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, like, okay, so for example, I think the third the third song and the second song, uh, My Destiny, A Weapon, and uh, Ongs, uh, Through the Heart, sounds like it could be off Clayman. And, and I, think, I, I think it's good to have influences, but I, I, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, I think this band have definitely got something about them, but I just I would just be a bit wary of how far can you go on being not a copy but too heavily influenced by by a band. I mean, you've got at some point you've got to do your own thing. I don't know if if, if you would agree with that or not, but the yeah. the, the some of the, like some of the interludes 
um, and that you've got the twin guitar harmony melody, and the guitar tone is the same. That's it's that it's the actual guitar tone that, that makes it sound like In Flames. Yeah. And then some of the song composition reminds you of the way In Flames around Clayman and um, oh, Oracle structured their songs, and and that's not a bad thing. And there's a lot of stuff going on on this album that I quite like. Um, like I said, especially the guitar playing. I know what you mean about um, the guitar tone, though. It is very, very early in flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Depth to it. But it's a good, it's a good tone. It's a good sound, and and um, I that's what that's what really perked my ears up and made me, um, to, you know, kind of just stop what I was doing for a, a song or two and just kind of sit there and just listen to it. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something that I, I'll continue to listen to, and I would recommend listening to it as well. Um, but I, I think a lot of people that are familiar with that '90s melodic death metal coming out of Scandinavia are gonna are gonna hear something in that. So, in it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it is a throwback album, big time. I mean, yeah. it's you know they clearly love their '90s Swedish death metal. You know, but like we say, early in flames. At the gates, it um, slot of soul era, bit of entombed there, bit of dismember, all of that kind of stuff. It's all in the mix. Um, you think it was made at that particular period? That's yeah. how. Yeah. That's how much of a throwback it is. It's it's um, yeah. It could have come from that era. I think for me, I, I think I enjoy it more in that regard. Um, I think the songs are okay for the most part. I think you've got highlights like Onyx Through the Heart, which, again, you've got that sort of intense opening before it just kicks in proper, you know, proper reminiscent of In, in Flames, um, you know, riffing away there. That's got a really uh, good classic rock type of guitar yeah. sound in it as well, that song. Yeah, absolutely. Really love. Um, but I think, like I say, I think it feels like they've maybe put a, put a bit more effort into trying to sound like those bands and maybe write the best songs they can. Yeah, at the point in time, but look, I think they're quite young anyway. Um, and it's it's a thirty minute album. It's a debut album, and again, it's just come from out of nowhere. Never never heard of them at all. And so, you know, we're absolutely going to come to slack at the moment. But if they can produce an album that people could at least enjoy listening to, for some reason, you're on the right track. But I do think, yeah, they they've got to, I suppose, work on the songs themselves. Um, on the quality of those and not just rely on a sound that is going to draw people in. Yeah, I, I, I go along with that. I think one thing that stands out over the really early Inflames stuff, because one weak point for Inflames was always Anders Frieden's vocals. They were never the strongest. Even, even in the death metal days, they were never the best. I think the vocals on this album are a little bit more in your face and a bit more aggressive. There's almost, yeah. almost a bit of a, of a, of a 90s hardcore type of delivery in the vocals they're a lot more aggressive so i think that helps carry the album a little bit more and like i said some of those sort of classic rock guitar solos it, it does it sits in the mix really well and you're right as a debut album they've got huge potential if they come back on album number two and they've got some like four or five absolute banger songs in the mix then they've got huge potential to go quite a long way so you know look i love my nostalgia we all do and anything that comes along that sounds like 90s 
Scandinavian death metal is always going to make us take notice. Like the Majesty's album last year, I think we were all hoping to get that out of that album, weren't we? And it didn't quite didn't quite it, deliver as we expected. For, for a number of reasons, yeah, it it, it kind of it, it lacked. And I think this this is a bit of a step up. Yeah, yeah. It just it just but, sort of hits those spots that that album didn't quite reach. So yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, just enjoy it for what it is. It's like a classic Swedish death metal album. So if we can get that in 2024, then I'm fine with that. I'll, yeah, I'll take that. Um, I'd like to see them live to see how, that, how it comes across. Yeah, yeah. You know, how they yeah. can then deliver that with a bit of presence. So hopefully, you know, it's in a grubby little venue somewhere. Yeah, I think it's, um, or, a, you know, a support slot with a, I don't know, with a fucking, with an out the gates or someone like that. It's, you know, some, something along those lines would be good. Um, what else have we got in the mix? What else has what else? Uh, tickled the fancy? Um, I wanted to. I'll, I'll talk about Sovereign recent, brief, briefly. Uh, Sovereign, uh, their album's called Altered Realities. Um, now it's a debut, uh, and I believe they're an American band. Um, it's a debut. Fuck me, it's it, a bit. It's fucking adventurous for a debut album, isn't it? It, it absolutely is. Yeah. Um, how can I describe this? I mean, you know, in a very, very basic comparison, it does sound like, you know, classic Slayer, fucking early death. They're Norwegian, apparently. I'm a Norwegian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I got that wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, we're talking sort of 1987 kind of sound, but it's, yeah. you know, it's got that big cavernous kind of drumming going on and echoey kind of uh, production. Um but there's a bit of technical stuff going on there. So I think people mentioned Nocturnus, for example. Yeah. Um, but you've got some heavy, you know, like head, proper headbang, heavy metal galloping riffage going on in the mix. There's a, there's a lot of different things going on. There's a few twists and turns. Um, you know, it's quite dark in places and whatnot. And it was something that caught my attention sort of, you know, earlier above all of the other albums, I think all the other albums that I've sort of mentioned, and it's the one I give my attention to. Having said that, and I need to be, I, I should be quite transparent, it's not quite gelled with me at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm similar. Um, and I wanted it to, <laughs> basically. But this is this is me being choosy, quite frankly. This is just me being, this is not a, I don't think this is a detriment of the album itself. I've seen a lot of positive words about this album. People saying, fucking hell, where did this come from? It's brilliant seen some very good reviews, which is kind of what led me to it. And it, and again, I think it's doing things that it's very old school, very 80s, but it sounds fresh uh, compared to a lot of stuff at the moment. You know, there's, there's so much death metal out there, so much black or whatnot. And it's just there's a melting pot going on here, which clearly people do enjoy. And I, I would actually say that there's going to be a lot of people like this album, um, even if it didn't quite do it for me. I think the fact that the fact that it's it's taken some time probably means we'll still be talking about it in three or four months' time and potentially at the end of the year. Um, I've only listened to it a couple of times. Again, same thing. There's moments in it where you just kind of stop and think, yeah, fuck me, that's a riff. You know, it's got it's got the hooks. Um, it reminds me of nineties death, you know, when death yeah. got a little bit more adventurous. Padre, I reckon this is probably one for you. Yeah, um, yeah, it's worth, worth it's, you. Yeah, it's, it's de there's definitely a, a Chuck influence in there, um, with but with classic thrash, and that's what makes it interesting, I think. But it is, it isn't a straightforward listen, is it? 
No, no. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe the production needs to be have a bit more oomph to it. Because, like I say, it's got a distinct sound to it, but I, I like a bit more power. I like, you know, yeah. I like things to be a bit heavier. I like, I like the melody. Um, it's got a punch, like, though, isn't it? You know. Yeah. You know, I, need, I, need, I, I need that punch. So, but I, I think I think a lot of people will like this album. So. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen a lot of um, a lot of real a lot of, a lot of raving about it on social media. So it's it's obviously. The artwork's really cool as well. Yes, I'm a, I'm a little bit torn over the logo because, like the the N is the N is round the wrong way, so it looks like the S at the start. Because obviously for for symmetry reasons, and I'm I'm a little bit sort of a bit uneasy about that. It looks like sovereign rather than sovereign. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite accurate, is it? You know, so. I, that, that doesn't doesn't quite sit right with me, but you know I let them off because they've got symmetry, and that's the most important thing, you know. So, yeah, it's it's one it's one to keep coming back to. I think you know we'll be talking about it again. I think you can guarantee that. Yeah. Right. What else? Um, Dissimulator, lower yes. form resistance. Whenever whenever twenty bucks spin release an album, we always inevitably will talk about it. But this this isn't this is a bit more along I don't know I, I don't know it's hard to describe this album I'm still not quite into it properly yet but I can again a bit like that Sovereign album there is definitely something in this I would agree but definitely I can't it. I've, I've had I've had issues with this um, because like, I was again I was listening to it today and I get there were a couple of moments where I would I, I stopped and I was like I like where this is going and then you kind of then you get parts of it where you just it kind of just doesn't really follow what's come before and it I, I think it's it's gonna this is not a first listen yeah this is great album it this 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 takes time yeah. but it's, it's very the 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 musicianship on it is very tight um and the, there's, there's there's a lot of promise there um I just it does take me a long a lot longer to get into anything with growly vocals um it's just that is a, is an impediment so like for, like with a, upon the upon the stone right upon stone their guitar playing is good enough that you just think okay i don't i don't need to listen to the vocals because that's that's pulling me in and with the simulator it was the parts where there's no vocals and you think yeah, i feel this cup there's a really good riff there and then the vocals kick back in again. It's like it's not it's not doing enough to hold my attention, you know. So, uh, and and that's just my 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 uh, my opinion. Uh, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just one of the reasons why I it takes me so long to listen to stuff these days is because, is because stuff that's got clean vocals is going to pull me in a lot quicker. And I don't know if that's an age thing or not, but you know. I am very picky when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I mean, that's the, a lot of the reason why I'm picky about death metal as a whole. Because if it's if the if the vocals in death metal are, are full on balls deep Cookie Monster, I do struggle with it. There, there has <laughs> to be there has to be some some dynamism in there somewhere. It's, it's got to shift a bit. So this this is kind of why I think yeah we're we're, we're less keen on Chris Barnes as we are Corpse Grinder. Exactly. That's that's yeah. That's that's the perfect example. When I listen to old school Cannibal Corpse, I I really struggle with it. But the the later stuff, you know, 
like you said, the corpse grinder era is a lot more, dare I say it, accessible. Um, <laughs> but, but look, is that a bad thing? Just because it's death metal doesn't mean it, it can't be accessible. Why? Oh, no, no, it's not. Sure. You know, so yeah. so it's um, there's a time and a place for everything. But yeah, this is gonna. I'm gonna keep gonna keep persevering with this because there's enough in it that I like to not want to write it off. And I can see yeah. a lot of people love this album. So there must be I, something in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely sticking with it. I, I like it. Well, I like it at the moment, <laughs> basically. And I hope I still like it because, yeah, there's something that's pulling me in a bit more than the Sovereign album, I think, this month. Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's more like a technical thrash album, which, you know, I'm not going to say I'm, again, I'm a, advocate of specifically and i've seen a lot of people mention voivod as a comparison and that's a yeah. band who i'm not very familiar with and i've still got to give a go it on is, my journey it is very voivody yeah it is. yeah it is. so there you go there's there's a there's a reason for me to do so but i think what what strikes me mainly from this album so far is there's a really really satisfying crunch in that production yeah mid-range crunch yeah, that, that guitar sound, I, I do like that. You know, there's not a great deal of melody, but there's a bit of, there's, you know, enough groove and enough riffing going on there. You know, it's balanced just to, for me, it's it, it's it's just got it right in, in a lot of areas. And what I do like about it in some places is the bass sound. There's a really thick, rumbly bass sound that's clearly underpinning everything, but just... You know, it's you know not stoner bass, but it's just thick. Do you think? Um, and this 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 is just sort of just comes because you talk about the bass, but some of the some of the the riffing in it is it reminds me of Justice for All Metallica. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, yeah, and then when you talk that. about when you talk about the bass lines, you think if, <laughs> if Justice had thick bass lines, it this, this might be what it sounded like. This, you know, what this might be a really stupid thing to say considering what we do, but. In, in the same way of, as at Justice for All, the guitar riffs sound metallic. Yeah. And I don't mean metal. No, I know what you mean. I, know, yeah, I, know what you mean. I mean, you know, actual machinery metallic. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, but these, these are the albums that, because these days, you, you, look, we can be very dismissive as music fans these days because there is so much. You can listen to an album and give it 40 seconds and go, no, that's not for me, done, and just push it away. But albums like this, an album like like the Sovereign album, they're going to be the ones that that could potentially be quite high up on a list at the end of the year because you're going to keep having to go back because there's something in there yeah, keeps pulling you back in. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this sits at the end of the year. I'm going to keep listening to it, and it's, it's yeah, it needs... It, it, it needs volume, definitely. The louder it is, the better it is. And like I said, that crunch really starts to come through. So, yeah, watch this space, I think. Um, before we talk about the uh, essentially the headline album for the month, uh, yeah. a quick shout out to Engraver, Rituals. Um, came out right at the beginning of January. I think it was, it was one of the first releases. Um, Polish doom band, um, very Sabbathy you know, very sort of seventies kind of doom, but yeah, I, I really love that one. Um, it, it's not nothing that kind of really jumps out at you, but it's just a really good, solid 
stonery heavy metal album. And I think if you're into that kind of thing, yeah. give this a shot. You know what? It's it's not my thing. I'm like I said, I'm not. I'm definitely not a doom advocate, and I'm probably never going going to be. But um, you know, I did give this a go, and it sounded like the mission doing doom. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair show. You know, the singer really. He reminds me of Wayne Hussey. He really <laughs> did. So there's a, there's a cleanness to it. Um, but I found quite refreshing. So yeah, it's quite yeah. easy listening. It's not particularly gruff or aggressive or heavy in any way. It's, it's quite bluesy and it does just kind of sort of plod along. And like I said, none of the songs really stand out, but I think I listened to it on a motorway journey first time and I, that was the right place to listen to it. And it just, it was just a really good, easy listening album. And it might, it, unfortunately, again, it's a digital only release. It would have been a good vinyl release, I think, because I would have just sat and listened to it in a cliche, cheesy obvious kind of way but yeah yeah look, really worth a listen um right the biggest release of the month for us uh was lucifer five we heard a couple of songs before it and it was really promising and i, I made a, a, a prediction that this could be potentially one of the albums of the year based on a couple of singles um and i stand by that after hearing the whole album but i'd be interested to hear you two your two thoughts we've discussed it a little bit but not in any great length so let's hear it what do we think? I, I love this album. Straight up. Yeah, classic. Classic heavy metal slash classic rock. Old school. Choruses. Riffs. Sabbathy riffs. Hair metal riffs. Great big, you know, great big classic female vocals, a la Hart <laughs> and Stevie Nicks. Yeah, yeah. That, um, again, it's, it's another one. Stevie Nicks and Doom and, you know. Yeah. You know what? There's some slow. I mean, fucking hell. There's there's a there's a potential first dance at your wedding song on there, with a <laughs> um, slow dance in a crypt. Slow dance in a crypt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've you've got that. It, I, I you know I pointed this out to a couple of my mates just to say this is probably up your alleyway because it's you know it's just classic rock and it's got what you like. Um, it's the kind of album, quite frankly, that Nick would be a lot more popular if if the music industry was a bit different because there is no reason why you know people's dads as in older dads might yeah. not like you know granddads and people who were there in the 70s and the 60s and doing stuff because it's got that sort of vibe it's it's just it's a classic rock album it really is uh well produced no nonsense no bollocks and it, you know, it's it, like I say, it's supposed to be sad that they won't get a look into the charts because it just doesn't happen anymore. No, no, why would they? I mean, it's um, look, there, there will be a UK show later this year. The, the band did title <laughs> one of my posts on Twitter, but I'm going to keep you're going to get blacklisted at this bloody rate. Yeah, I probably will, but you know what? Fuck it, I don't care. Once, once they, <laughs> they've always been a really good band. Every album that's come before, it's been really solid, really enjoyable. Always liked them. Um, and I think. Joanna's vocals are one of the things that make them so appealing. It, her vocals just work really well with the sound. But this one, they've they've really nailed it. Five albums in, and they've they've just hit their stride now. It's the combination of great songs, the the Sabbath style riffs that are in this, the bluesy Sabbath style riffs. They're just you can't help but but get involved in it. It's just so fucking catchy. Um, a coffin has no silver lining. That'll be one of the best choruses you'll hear all year. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just absolutely like I say, bands like Heart, bands like Fleetwood Mac, 
it's just it's got all of that in the mix and absolutely fucking adore it. Before he, before Padre weighs in about how shit Fleetwood Mac are, but no, I mean, like, look, Fleetwood Mac have got their place, but it's just not for me. Have you listened to this? I've I've started listening to it. Look, it it, it takes me a while to listen to this stuff. I, I was kind of waiting for to see what you guys said, so I'll go. I have to go away and listen to it. I haven't given it much chance at the minute. So, um, it's, I mean, quite I quite easy, it's quite an easy listen, so it, it, you can oh, yeah. it, have it on in the background and, and just enjoy it, sort of thing. It's uh, you know, it, work, it works just as well loud as it does just as background music. I'll listen to it and then I'll get back to you, uh, next, next episode. <laughs> that's 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 good of you. you. You come back to us, um, but yeah, look, it's um, I think I think it'll be up there, top 10, top 20 at the end of the year. I've enjoyed it that much, and I've listened to it to fucking death in the last week you know constantly it's been on in the car all the fucking time and finally got around to listen to it on vinyl today as well so yeah and look hopefully i'm sure it'll just be a one-off london show underworld blackheart somewhere like that probably so whatever it is they do so it'll be nice and that's, and, you know. and that's a shame because you know they need a bigger venue really they deserve it but with that kind of stuff Look, we're happy. I'm happy to to offer them a venue here in in sunny Chelmsford. It's, it's not a problem, you know. We can only squeeze sixty five people in there, but fuck it, we'll make them very welcome. I've got no problem with that. Um, but uh, wherever it is they play, definitely go and check them out. Um, I know Nigel's going to see them in Belgium next week, I think, because they're playing with Night Eternal and fucking Angel Witch. Oh fucking hell! You know, uh... so it's, it's just a fucking great lineup. Absolutely great lineup. Yeah, so yeah, you know what? Yeah, but if, if if they came over here with the Night Eternal, I'd 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 be all over like that. Well, the Night Eternal is supporting Blind Guardian on their UK shows. Oh, fuck! <laughs> sake. But that would mean shelling out forty odd quid for a Blind Guardian ticket. So you know. yeah, I'm not at that point at the moment. <laughs> and being surrounded by Blind Guardian fans, which yeah, you, know, you know what? I'm I'm going to stop there because I'll end up offending someone. Um, <laughs> yeah all dressed as a fucking Shakespearean character. I, I don't know, but that's a bit much for me. Um, I think that's about it, isn't it? For January? I think so. Covers it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's me covered. It's, uh, it's, it's been a, what are you grinning at down there? You fucking <laughs> Prince of Arabia. No, I, I just, I just thought of something like, you know, like we said at the beginning that obviously we had to announce the sad news that Cole Weathers has passed away. And it just got me thinking, that maybe Rocky Four was the closest that Rocky ever came to Flash. <laughs> I'm not even going to engage in that conversation. I'm, I'm, there, there will be an updated segment next week when I when I delve back into the annals of music to come up with another another band that got close to Thrash. To, to be honest, Rocky Four genuinely is the closest that franchise came to Thrash because it was released in 1986, and that's it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, and, and it's like it's like the songs, like the soundtrack of that film says, "There's no easy way out." <laughs> you know, there's no shortcut home. It's a great um, soundtrack. It is a fucking great soundtrack. Yeah, I think only Top yeah. Gun beats it, but uh, oh, I don't know. It's fifty-fifty. I think. Um, look, before and, before we finish, just a couple of others. Just want to little literally mention. Um, I don't quite know how to pronounce this, but scale, scale, scale. Gale, yeah, Gale, yeah. Uh, the the guy from Saar or whatever they're called, um, Traverse de Bielach, 
Um, I think you 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 brought this to us, didn't you? I, I I did. It still needs listings, but I think we're gonna we're gonna sort of do some additional roundups through the year. So I I suspect I'll have some things to say about this album. Yeah, it's um, a bit Devon Townsend, isn't it? The yeah mellow end of Devon Townsend stuff. So that'll be one that we'll yeah we'll no doubt talk about again. I really enjoyed um, the new Master album, Saints Dispelled. Really enjoyed. You, that. Yeah, you you like that? Yeah, I'll yeah. To probably come back to that. Just good old school fucking groove death metal kind of thing. Um, Necro Weasel, A Brave New World, which um, I know Gav really liked. Just good old crossover thrash. Anyway, check out the new Saxon album. Give it a listen. I haven't. I mean, the, 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 the sort of lead singles were, you know, fairly straight up Saxon. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's Saxon, but you know what? It's It's solid. It's not bad. Um, and the only other, the other relatively big release that came out this month, there was a lot of fuss over that I just cannot fucking get into. Um, was the new Lord Dying Clandestine Transcendence. Can't get my head around that at all for some reason. Um, but I know again, Gav, who's going to be back on again in a couple of weeks to talk about this a little bit more, fucking loves that album. So it's clicked with some people. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. it? Next week, other than, um, talking about how close something came to thrash metal or whatever. Um, we'll be joined by Vermin Throne, new British band. Um, got an album out next week, I think. I think the album comes out the same day that we'll be recording the episode, so that'd be worth checking out. It's called The Cull. Um, I think there's one single that's dropped, so go and check that. If you like bands like Hang the Bastard, stuff like that, you, you, you'll really like that. So they'll be joining us next week. Um, and we might have a little couple of announcements to throw in the mix as well next week, but Ooh, you know, announcements, yeah, oh, massive, massive, just massive. So, uh, so yeah, until that, um, Padre, you can go back out to the desert now, back to your cave. In the desert, there, there is wisdom to be found, it's oh, also yeah. getting hot, and we've had like our four weeks of, of winter here. So, what uh, it's not below 25 degrees, is it? You know, it, it, there was like a from about Christmas up until about two weeks ago, there were a couple of hairy moments when it got down to about 18. Oh, fucking you know? hell. Steady on. Um, yeah. Yeah. But now it's going to back up to like 25, 26. This, you know, I've got people, there's, there's people that are going around in coats saying it's cold. You know. <laughs> um, Look, it snowed then, in Pakistan last week. So, it, you know, you never know what might happen. It could come for you. So, yeah. But, yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, this. I, I mean, I, I'm quite. I think I'm poised for the first time. Well, no, second time in my life to be really involved in, you know, some form of like international crisis. Because like when I when I when I was in Korea in 2010, the North Korean sank the South Korean ship, and things got a bit hairy there for a moment. But I've got I've got a feeling again that you know what's going on in the world. Things should get quite spicy this year, you know. I mean, I quite like the idea of doing an episode of the podcast and being like, I've got to go, a rocket's just exploded down the street, you know? It's like, I mean, that, that would be quite metal, you know? Um, well, let's, let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. Can't no, no. Podcast. No, but, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm being uh, absurd. Well, you are, um, you are a walking, talking international incident anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I find it quite funny that within like three or four months of my arrival, there's already talk of like, legalizing alcohol here um i saw that i saw that yeah that's um, yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you, you get seen... yourself dry they bring booze into the mix 
Yeah, I know. Have you seen the um uh, the the kind of preliminary pictures of the, the football stadiums they want to build for the World Cup? No, no, I, dread, I dread to think. I dread to think. Right. I just just if anyone's interested, there's there's they released one at one, and I think it's going to be near Jeddah, which is on the west. Yeah, the west coast in the on the Red Sea, about having a stadium that's built into the side of a mountain, and I'm just like, you just want to kind of take the the people involved aside and go listen. Just calm down. Just build a stadium. 50,000, 60,000 capacity. You don't need to put it in a mountain. You know, what, what, it, it, this isn't an installation art piece. It's a football stadium. They're putting it in a mountain because they can. Because they've that's, got the money to do it. And that's asking for trouble, to be honest, I think. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's an avalanche. Yeah, it's just fucking with nature. Won't, just, just too much. Too much. No. I shouldn't have the fucking World Cup anyway, so, you know. Um, but yeah, anyway, that'll do for that. Like I said, we'll see you next week uh, with Berman Throne, which will be really cool. And uh, yeah, until that point, thanks for listening and uh, stay metal.